0: Five last words from the crowd. Reflections for Good Friday by John Bell for Derby Cathedral. Read by Elizabeth Thompson. Two. Hail King of the Jews. The soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 27, from verse 27. I sometimes think that one of the most difficult occupations is to be a soldier. Or any of the other armed forces. I say this because if you sign up to defend your nation, to some extent you also forfeit your ability to follow your conscience. You agree to be a person under orders, you are commanded to do something by a superior and you are duty bound to do it whether or not you agree that it is the right action. If you dispute the command you might be given a hearing or you might temporarily be given a term in prison. The term traumatic stress disorder has come late into our vocabulary though the symptoms have been known for a long time. In the middle of the First World War, there was set up in Edinburgh, as in other places, a hospital for people who had been so traumatised by what they had seen or done that they could not function. They had obeyed orders and now they were living with the consequences. Neurotic behaviour, psychotic episodes, a shattered self-esteem, a fragmented conscience. I have a friend, a parish minister, who was called on some years ago by someone he had never met, but who had been in a secret surveillance unit of the British Army, working undercover in East Berlin, while the wall still divided that city. The communist military became aware of this unit, and on one particular day The British soldier and his colleague found themselves being followed in their car by an East German military vehicle. A car chase evolved, which ended when the British car rounded two corners in quick succession. The German car only rounded one. And, convinced that those they were following must have gone straight ahead, that was the direction they took, right into a canal. And they drowned. Twenty years later, the British soldier was haunted by the memory of what he had done in obedience to the order and expectation that he should never be captured. But there's something else which can happen to soldiers. There's something about the sadism which can be released when a group of men put in the firing line are given some free rein as regards their behaviour. When those in command are prepared to turn a blind eye. The Canadian doctor Samantha Nutt set up a charity called War Child, which operates in places where, in the wake of a massacre, children are left vulnerable. In her biography, she records engaging with the victims of unspeakable brutality in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Many minds in the Congo are protected not by government troops but by volunteer armies which involve child soldiers these adolescent boys are desensitized in the company of their peers so much so that in their spare time and in gangs they wreak havoc in local communities raping and brutalizing adult women and young girls alike The same kind of thing happened with American soldiers guarding the holding prison of Abu Ghraib during the Iraq war. Given the opportunity, some military personnel took a weird delight in humiliating and violating the prisoners they were guarding. And while you or I might be quick to condemn, we have to ask whether if we were on the front line in a war we didn't believe in, we might with others, behave reprehensibly. The Roman soldiers were no different. Away from the judgment hall of Pilate, they could virtually do what they wanted with Jesus. We are told that they jeered at him, spat upon him, beat him. Some commentators, familiar with military behaviour in the first century, suggest that they might even have raped him soldiers do that? Not because they are homosexual, but because they want to humiliate and emasculate their victims. It would have been a great barrackroom boast to say that you had violated royalty, humiliated the king of the Jews. It cannot be easy, as a person under orders and in common with others, to always deal with the enemy in a way which preserves your self-respect and keeps your conscience clear. The soldiers give Jesus a name, King of the Jews. And names, though they may be accurate, can also be offensive. Children realise this very quickly when they go to school. They might pick on someone who wears glasses and call them Specky. Or someone who is small may be called Titch, or someone who is big for their age might be called fatty. The name, the descriptor, is not always used kindly. It can sometimes become a term of abuse. And we can all think of how people of colour, or people from the continent of Asia, or people who are travellers, have names used both behind their backs and sometimes to their face, which are accurate. As regards their place of origin, but far from complementary. Jean Vanier, who founded the L'Arche community, was very aware of this in caring for people who were physically or mentally or socially disadvantaged. We all might be aware that some children who were born with a particular genetic deficiency were once called Mongols. It was a descriptor, but it was also derogatory. And then such children were called Down syndrome. But who would want their total human embodiment to be reduced to a syndrome? Vanier believed that all people should be called by their name, not by their disability. They were Thomas and Irene and Steve and Tracy. When we refuse to address people by name, when we address them with a description or a title, We are not addressing the whole person. We may actually be diminishing the whole person. But Surely this does not apply to the soldiers calling Jesus the King of the Jews. Oh, it does. Because that is a title which had been offered to Jesus before, and he declined it. In John's Gospel, after the feeding of the 5,000, people tried to seize Jesus and proclaim him King but he would have none of it. On another occasion, someone called him good master. Jesus declined that title as well. And during his trial in front of the Sanhedrin, he would not even take the title of Messiah for himself because all these titles, king of the Jews, good master, Messiah, whether uttered in sincerity or mockery, are titles of rank. These are titles which set up a distance between a superior and an inferior. These are titles which prohibit the kind of closeness, the kind of intimacy, the kind of vulnerability which Jesus came to share. On the night of his arrest, he revealed that he came as a servant, not as a master. He is not honoured by language which distances him and puts him beyond us. He is honoured when we respect his humanity and simply call him Jesus. Let us pray. Saviour of the world, Jesus. Who by your cross and your precious blood has redeemed us. Save us and help us, we humbly beseech you, O Lord. Jesus, you come so dangerously close to us that we sometimes feel the need to keep you at arm's length. So our prayers become so polished that we clothe you with praises which put you at a safe distance while well, what do you want to do is to take our hand. Bless those who curse you, Lord, especially those whose work or misery compromises their humanity. And bless us who worship you. Give us a desire for that intimacy to reach out for you as you reach out to us. Amen.